I uh, went to a school in Chicago, and I remember one of the first days I, I went online, I signed up for all my classes, kind of knew what I needed to take, and uh, I showed up, and it was one of my first classes that I had to take, and I signed up for a professor by the name of Dr. Julius Wong Loi Singh. And uh, I had no idea what to expect walking into the class, and uh, it was a, it's a very diverse community of students, and so we had, I remember sitting next to a couple people from uh, different countries in Africa, and then uh, some people from Asia and other parts of America and Europe, and we're all, we're all sitting together prepared for this first class, and he hasn't arrived yet, and certain students are saying to me like, oh man, I had to take this class. I didn't really want to take it because he's the hardest teacher in the whole school, and like they're going on and on, and I, I was getting nervous, like going, oh no, like I have no idea what to expect, and then in comes Julius with uh, really like three book bags and 27 stacks of books and throws all of it onto the desk and it was like, man, here we go. And for the next like three hours, I just learned so much. And I remember sitting after class going, this is incredible. And so what I did from that moment on is I went and switched all of my classes to be in his classes and took as many classes as I could uh, just trying to soak in as much as I could uh, about what it means to disciple people. Uh, like, I'll never look at the book of Psalms the same. I'll never uh, look at what it means to, like, walk with people and disciple them and, uh, and come alongside them and coach them into something far greater than you could imagine. Uh, to say that he's had a profound impact on my life would be an understatement. And uh, so when he was coming for this uh, event, I thought, man... If we could have him uh, share here, uh, then I get to share a little bit of what I've learned with all of you. So, um, welcome with me, Dr. Julia Swang Leising. Thank you very much. Uh, Ross, you never gave me the name of the complainers in the class. I, I would like to change their grade yet, uh, you know, if it's possible. Very good to be with you. And uh, to share this moment, uh, this um, um, hour, uh, is it? No, no, it's not an hour. My, it's just 30 minutes. Why is that bucket going around? <laughs> okay, it is part of the sermon. You'll see that in a minute here. Um, the um, sardines turn people off. Uh, for me, they actually are really delicious, all right? They are a um, reason for me to um, delight and to find new recipes to try to make. I I love fish, just period. Like, if I could eat sushi the rest of my life, I could, I would. Last night, I asked the waitress, where is this trout from? She says, all trout, all fish in the area comes from farms. Don't even worry about it coming from any water or ocean. I was so disappointed because Chicago is in the middle of, you know, nowhere, so I expect the trout here being like closer to some water, but it comes from a farm. But I, I, I get so hungry for fish sometimes. I, I was speaking at a Japanese church up north in Chicago. I was so, and you know, the sushi places don't open till 4, but you've already done preaching at 12 and nothing is open. I was so hungry, I found my car parked at a bait shop. And when I came to myself, I go, no, no, you cannot do this. (laughs) Um, I don't know where that comes from, but 
um, in case you are still trying to get used to my accent, that was just the warm-up so that you can get the accent. Wang Lai Sing is Chinese, and it's full Chinese. My, my father's grandfather was from China, and, he, and, and uh, when you come from China, um, you, you freeze your last name. So he is Wong, and we are, then his first name was Loi Sing, so we are Wong Loi Sing. You have Wong Sui Sang, you have Wong Lung Hin, you have Wong Chao Meng. I'm just making sure you're getting the accent. That was an accent check, check. Accent gotten? Okay. So my, my, uh, my father's uh, grandmother was from Africa. Uh, 1863, slavery abolished, slaves were free, and so um, he, the, she from Africa married um, he from uh, um, China. My mom's grandma is from uh, the Amazons, uh, Arawak Indian, and married a German. I only tell a um, select group of people what my middle name is, uh, Rudolf. Yeah, so I have white in me, they say yellow, black, and red, and that's all there is that you can be. And so, and that, but my mother's grandmother actually, uh, now I understand this sardine connection, when I think about it. See, they, this is really hard to say sometimes in some cultures, you, they, they, they had cannibalistic um, rituals. And so you don't want me really to get hungry, like I get this look. That's why the bait shop, you know, it's genetic. I got to that bait shop by genetics. Sardines. So my wife said, Julius, you can go have sardines. You, you can, you're on your own. I have cans of sardines, but I wanted to soup it up a little bit, you know. So I um, found sherried sardine toast, which is a little tricky because there are so many ingredients. But um, it is from Alton Brown. If you know Foodie World, that is good, good stuff. Um, and in case you don't know Alton Brown, that is his picture over there. And so the ingredients, eight ingredients, olive oil, parsley leaves, sherry vinegar, lemon zest. Where's the, where's the sherry? Well, it, it, well, you have to have sherry vinegar. And so I can imagine that some people want to exchange, you know, when there's a recipe like that. So this guy, and there were 185 reviews when I checked, um, uh, this guy, Aaron Dahl, says, I can't find cherry vinegar in the area, so instead I've used rice vin vinegar, wine vinegar. Rice, wine vinegar. He exchanged the sherry for the sherry toast for, with rice, wine vinegar. And I've did this a couple of times. I love it, especially good. So I kept reading on, and I found this review by Donnie Kraft. I must admit, it said superb. I must admit I approached sardines with a little trepidation, and when I opened the can, they struck me as a little too strong. So I looked around the pantry for a substitute and settled on a can of tuna fish. On this particular day, the store was out of avocados, ripe enough for immediate use. So I had to think quickly again. Then it hit me. Alton stresses that avocados function as an alternative fat source in recipes. So a quick scan of the fridge for ready fat sources yielded to me the solution. Mayonnaise! Mayonnaise is a great stable fat source. Sherry vinegar struck me a little exotic, so for a vinegary tang, I used finely diced pickles. An open-faced sandwich ranks pretty low on portability and neatness, so I found the solution to be a second slice of bread on top of the whole thing. Hubby loved it. So I, I, somebody responded, 
So you basically just made tuna salad and didn't use any of the ingredients from this recipe list. <laughs> yeah, it's just tuna sandwich. Don't you just hate it, yes? When people don't follow the recipe, okay? That is with Romans. Romans, the book, says, read me in this way. Look at me, read me in this way. Look at all the parts in the book of Romans and put all these ingredients in light of the overall picture. What is the overall picture of Romans? Paul was planning to travel by Rome to Spain to take the gospel there, and he suggests that he would use Rome as his outfitting station, something of a missions fundraising letter. That's what Romans is about. Romans, he wants to convince the Romans that he is worthy of their support. Romans is asking for money. That's it. Thank you very much. Where are the, where are the baskets? Okay, is it that simple? What, what, why 16 chapters? Why all these great doctrines? There's a little complexity and trick here about this request for money. Notice that Paul in Romans 1.16, the famous verse, says, I am not ashamed of the gospel because it is the power of God for the salvation of everyone who believes. Everyone who believes. So God doesn't show partiality. God reveals himself through this gospel. God shows himself righteous. He makes others able to relate to him through this righteousness and, is, and to relate to his creation. God's righteousness is revealed out of faith of Jesus Christ and leads to the faith of Christians with no exceptions. Male, female, Jew, Gentile, old, young, Chinese, Africans, Arawak Indians, Germans in hiding. I don't think some of you are getting the accent or want to. At this moment, you really don't care. Just tell me. Really, is Romans about money, just asking for money? Is it? Yeah, it is. Because the gospel is for everyone without exception. And Paul wants to move this gospel along. We, we, when you notice where the Roman Empire was in 200 B.C., it had limits. At the time of Paul, it was Spain was the, was the end. And then after Paul, it even went on to Britain, as you can see. So Paul wants to go to the, to the edge. He wants to serve at the edge. He wants to take this gospel, this good news, to all the nations. He wants to be like a messenger that we sang about. He wants to run on these mountains. He wants the feet of him who set, spreads good news to reach every and everywhere. To the, to the end. Just in case. In case the end is geographical in your mind. Do you know that some people are not just at the end but off the edge by just not having internet connection? They're, they're, just, they're just not on the map. So like um, someone said here before, the nations are coming to us and the end may be right around you. They're like pockets of people that no one cares to incarnate the gospel among them. Paul says, I want to go to those places. Now, some of you have come to Chicago, and we used to take you to Cabrini Green, the housing project that was a failure in the notion of, um, of urban housing. And um, when we take students up there, 
Do you know what people do to mark their spaces in these high-rises? They actually go to the bathroom outside of their apartments in their hallways to, to not make it attractive for you to even come over there. Talking to the bathroom, I'm talking about everything. Would you want to be a gospel bearer everywhere? Would you want to cross cultures? Would you like to incarnate the gospel? Paul says, I'm going to Spain. I'm going to the utmost parts there and beyond. And I'm going to need help because his strategy is to utilize an outfitting station, an outfitter. I've seen many outfitters here in uh, the city. I've seen um, outfitters called um, Northeast. I'm trying, I, they, I was paid for this commercial, so I get money if I mention all of them. <laughs> for this moment, we now make a, it's Urban uh, Outfitters, American Eagle Outfitters. I'm not a good one, right? But you get the idea. Mountain Goat Outfitters. Uh, is New Community an Outfitter? When you drive and you see, when you look at steeples, when you look at businesses, when you look at, when, can you say, that's an outfitter? That's an outfitter. Antioch was an outfitter. Philippi was an outfitter. Rome now is the next outfitter. So for Paul to move the gospel along, he needs places where he can cooperate and be trained, uh, uh, um, cooperate with to go forward. So this is Paul's plan in Romans 15, 23. I plan to do so when I go to Spain. I hope to see you. I want you to pay attention to the green stuff. All the green material that's highlighted, there may be one error in here, but all the green material is in the original language um, from the domain of, of economics and ex money exchanges. So when Paul says, I'm going to pass by, and I want you to assist me on my journey there. He, 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 he's not talking like volleyball and slamming, right? He's talking assist. Like he's looking for assistance. Hey, Paul, do you need, like, what do you need? Like a wheelchair? No, 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 no. I can get that. I need assistance. It takes money to move the kingdom. It takes operational money. It takes enterprising money. It takes uh, R&D money to move the kingdom. I I'm telling you things you already know in business, but when you come to church, all of a sudden it seems like magic. It's like, woo, and there's like thousands of multiplying dollar bills all of a sudden. No, people actually put them somewhere, and then you take them out, and you pay the electricity. I, I say this. Because it, it, somehow people don't think it works. Paul is saying it takes assist to get there. And he says, after I have enjoyed your company for a while, within the context of relationships, money is spoken about. So I have a few questions for Paul. I say to Paul, Paul, why did you not come to Rome earlier? And Paul says, look, I had, and now there is no more places for me to work in these regions and since I've been longing for many years to visit you, I'm planning to come. Paul, what do you mean there is no more places to work? There's a lot of places you didn't go, Paul. But Paul's strategy was to go to outfitting places and then work the large urban centers. Why? 
Because if you can influence the fountainheads upriver, downriver, everything will, will change. So that was Paul's strategy, and that's why the message has this translation, now that there is no more pioneering work to be done in these parts. That's why I'm coming to Rome. All right, Paul, I'm satisfied. You weren't neglecting us, not thinking about us, just, you know, uh, um, utilitarian no notions. So, Paul, second question. Why do you not make a beeline for us if you want to come see us? I mean, if you want to come see us, come now, no? Well, that was raised because I heard you say, Paul, however, I'm on my way to Jerusalem in the service of the Lord's people there. Paul, he says, I want to come, but I'm going to go first to Jerusalem, the other way. For Macedonia and Achaia were pleased to make a contribution for the poor. Do you see that? They, they, they were pleased to make a contribution for the poor, money, among the Lord's people in Jerusalem. These two provinces took a collection and they want to give it to Paul. They were pleased to do it. You know what the difference between pleased to do something and like forced to do something is? Pleased to do it. We were pleased to do, and, and, and Paul says, the Gentiles have shared in the Jews' spiritual blessing, and so they owe it to the Jews to share with them their material blessings. When you receive something that is really transforming to you, you want to say, who else could benefit from this? And I want to be part of making other people, um, to bless other people. So after I've completed this task, since you ask, and I've made sure that they've received the contribution. You get it? I'm, I just don't take contributions. I also make sure they get to their place. What is Paul doing here? Paul is saying, I'm going to end up asking you to assist me, but I want you to trust me. I'm going to end up asking you, have you joined a person? Have you joined an organization? Have you joined this church? Have, have, have you, I'm not being paid even to do this, by the way. This is of my own will to talk about this. You get it? I, I'm not a messenger other than when I figured out Romans has this purpose. I'm going, how many people know how to read Romans? Have you joined an organization that you can trust? And by what criteria do you trust them? I will go to Spain and visit you on the way, says Paul. And I know that when I come to you, I will come in the full measure of the blessings of Christ. So, Paul, why do you not make a beeline for us if you want to see us? He says, I'm a responsible person. I must deliver the goods to Jerusalem. I've been to churches where I see, where I see the pastor disappearing with the collection thing in the back room and then coming back out and goes with this face. There was $5 in there. Is that trustworthy? No. And I'm going, that's not good governance. That's not good methodology. I'm not trusting that thing. Yeah? So you want to make sure that there are practices that you can trust. There's transparency. You can ask questions. Tell them that I told you. You can ask them questions. Is this church transparent with you? Good. Then it's a place to lean into to be an outfitter for the end of the nations. And Paul is saying, um, I need to deliver the goods and then I can come back to you. So, Paul, you are functioning like a Brink armor truck. I, you know, the idea of a Brink armor truck. There are several of them in Chicago. You, you see a taxi, a Brink armor truck, Brink armor truck, taxi. Hey, you know what is really fun? 
Some churches in Chicago, right after the red thing, the, the green thing here, right? That basket goes around. Two armored trucks show up. Don't you want to be like in that church? There's like something being transferred there. That was a joke. Man, you guys are... Brink, armor truck. I'm not even being paid for Brink armor to make their... Is there, was there, an, is there a favorite out here? Uh, over here, it's the Wild Wild West. The guy with the rifle. It's my stereotype. There we go. The guy with the rifle. He's, he, he rule, the Winchester, he rules the West. All right, you get the idea. Paul wants to make sure that the stuff gets there. And in the process, he's communicating transparency and purpose. So, Paul, um, if you're functioning a bit, so why do we need to know all about this? Wait, wait, just go by. When you go by Rome, wave. Bye. Why do we need to know you're doing all this stuff, Paul? I urge you to join in praying for me. Join me in my struggle by praying to God for me. Pray that I may be kept safe from the unbelievers in Judea and that my contribution, the contribution I take to Jerusalem, may be favorably received by the Lord's people there, so that I may come to you with joy by God's will and in your company be refreshed. Paul, Paul is not looking for showers. Yeah? Paul is looking for refreshment. Paul, would you like, like a lemon meringue? Yeah? And then refreshment. Okay, Paul, would you like, like a supersize? Um, yeah, and then refreshment. Paul, what do you mean? See, this is the terminology that is used in the original that immediately signaled to the people, I'm looking for financial assistance to get the work of God done. So, um, no wonder he ends with, the God of peace be with you all, because you would be like, all right, we, we need a little peace, and God is going to give us peace in this. Yeah? So, Paul has um, a route that he's traveling on the left-hand side, one, two, three, four, he's then in Corinth, he took the money, and he has this habit also of being escorted by the people from the regions because he wants them to know um, if you give, it gets delivered. Whatever you designate, it gets going to the places where you want it to go. And so after he's done with that, he's planning to come to Rome. And again, he's coming to Rome, and who wouldn't want to go to Italy? Well, uh, my wife and I, um, we, we spent 11 weeks, uh, 11 weeks, eight, eight weeks uh, visiting 11 students of ours all over Europe. And the next set of students, um, we, 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 I don't think that teaching in the classroom is it. I think I want to come and look at it being in real life. So we were in Italy and we we're going to Germany. That's what we thought. Um, because when we got to our seat, the girl goes, no, this is my seat. And we go, no, that's my seat. And I said, my seat. And as the train starts moving, we're hearing, no, no, Roma. I go, Roma? No, no, we're going to Germany, north. Roma is south. This is the fast bullet train with no stops to Rome. Yeah? Who wouldn't want to go to Rome? So April goes, Julius, you're going to have to buy me gelato. But we, we, so we were in Rome for our turnaround and got gelato and got back out. Hey, look, Paul is not going to Rome for gelato. He's looking for refreshment. He's looking for finances on his journey. And without that, it cannot happen. So Paul is, um, 
passing, hoping to see you while passing through and to have you assist me on my journey there after I've enjoyed your company for a while. So Paul, why 16 chapters of Romans to say that? Why don't you just send like a little letter? Send money. Yeah? Paul wants to take the gospel to the ends of the empire of Spain. He wants to use Rome as a base, an outfitting station. Will the Roman believers support the cause? Only the causes that are explained in Romans, the book of Romans, would be worthwhile supporting. So right now, some, maybe, some of you, us, will maybe supporting causes. Because, first of all, it's individualized. We don't like our money pooled. We don't take mutual funds. It's all that great, especially now with the churches and the situation. So we want more control. There's all kinds of thinking going on. But you know that when the church puts money together, small group puts money together, when it leverages farther if governed correctly. Yeah? So Paul says, listen, to know if you want all your money in the same pot, let's try to explain some doctrine over here. But Paul has a problem because he did not found the Roman church. Only a founder could come and say, hey, you owe me something. Yeah? But he's not a founder. Neither does the church have problems like Corinth. Like Corinth, now concerning this, no, no. concerning that, no. no. Paul says, I myself am convinced, my brothers and sisters, that you yourselves are full of goodness, filled with knowledge, and competent to instruct one another. He didn't have to go there to solve any problems. They're fully competent to take care of themselves. So Paul has to explain why he thinks they should assist him. Paul, why did Paul develop this theological view more thoroughly than in any other of his writings? In a letter to a church he didn't found and had never visited that did not have a problem. Romans falls then in this introduction and these three sections, 1 to 8, the chapters 1 to 8, God's righteousness is without partiality. All humans can experience the benefit. Isn't that great? Look, you're sitting here. You were not excluded. Righteousness of God was manifested. Second set is chapters 9 to 11. Look at the historical way that God's righteousness was shown and then also the future there between Gentiles and Jews. And then the section 12 to 15, where God's righteousness works itself out in creating certain type of communities. If you want to know that people actually walk the talk of righteousness, look at their community, chapters 12, 13, 14, and 15. If the community is, light is on, it means it plugged in. If it lights off, it means it's not plugged in. These sections are important notions to show that God's non-partiality, uh, righteousness that is non-partial, will come all the way down to the level of all the participants. So Paul's writing is for money. He goes through 16 chapters to get that money. To tell people, check and see where you're putting your money and your resourcing. To be refreshed by one another is the whole person, yeah? It, it, it's not just your money. But when I go, um, wait, I skipped a chapter. What do you do with chapter 16? With 26 people mentioned, 
Nine of them women, two of them with no names. And it's greet. Greet Priscilla. Greet also the church. Greet my friend Eponitas. Greet Mary. Greet. Why don't you say, say hello? Do you know why? Because this is the ancient form of a business card. Paul is going to a place he's never visited, but he has such deep relationships with people that he can tell you what community I'm asking you to build there. I've already built around the world where I've gone. And you can count on them telling you something about me. So it's basically a business card. So they're in the congregation and they're going, this Paul wants to come visit us over here. Yep, I'm Pliatus. Well, I, I know Paul. He says, I'm a dear friend in the Lord. I am. And you can count on him. His gospel, his lifestyle, they're integer. We should assist this guy. We should assist this cause. Greet, greet um, Herodian, my fellow Jew. Greet those in the houses of Narcissus who are in the Lord. Look at it. Greet Rufus. I like Rufus. Like, sounds like a dog, but it's a person actually. Hi, greet Rufus, chosen in the Lord. And then look what he says. And his mother, who's been a mother to me too. Don't you hate it when your mom is a mom to everybody? Yeah, that's church. We share grandmas. We share grandpas. When, when April and I, I'm from the Caribbean, if you haven't figured that out yet, and um, um, it's, a, it's a mixture. It's 52 nationalities living side. You know, here's, here's the problem, folks. I forgot to press the, the timer on this clock. And so I don't know when I started, but I do know that if I get hungry, I will done. Okay? So just... <laughs> Look... Um, several of my students go, should we have a baby here? These are international students. Should I have a baby here in the United States? There's no grandmother to rock them. My, my mom is not there. The timing, and I don't think that ever occurred to us. Why? Because I think the gospel says, you leave your mom and dad, I will give you many more moms than that. And you know how many grandmas I have? My kids have, grandpas they have. So many, I don't even know their names. You know, Chinese New Year, you get little red envelopes. I actually have to book the, the post office specifically for... That's an exaggeration, okay? <laughs> In case I exaggerate, all right? That's an exaggeration. My, my point is, I am so rich in mothers and fathers, and that's that community where, where all of a sudden you become interdependent. The mom that didn't have a child now has a child, and the dad, and so forth. What is this functioning? Chapter 16 is functioning as a commendation. If I ask you, would you have 26 people in your life that could commend you? What would you tell me? Who would they be and how would you describe them? What would be your shorthand notion of them? That's the functional, a functional outfitter's unit looks like that, where people can commend others, both men and women, nine women. I put the women in there because some people think Paul hates women. Not this Paul. Yeah. Um, that was a complex joke, but it didn't work. <laughs> Look, um, I think I'm hungry, so let me just go. This is... Look, I, I long to see you that I may impart to some spiritual gift to you. Now, I'm swallowing, so it holds the hunger. <laughs> Look, it, this is important. Sometimes people come and go, I have something to give to you. I have something to give to you. 
And Paul corrects himself with an expression that only occurs here in all of our Greek literature. It's the, the, it go, he backs out. He goes, oops, no, no, that we be mutually encouraged by each other's faith. That, that's the NIV. The problem is the NIV doesn't catch the last part. You look at other Bibles and you'll see this part. This part. What I mean is, verse 12, that both you and I will be helped at the same time. You by my faith, and I by yours. But the way that the original language places the construction, it emphasizes the second part. I by yours. In other words, Paul is not ashamed to ask for help because the gospel going to the ends of the earth requires a whole community. It requires a functional community. It's not the amount of money, it's the pooling of the money. And it is the laser investment of that money. So Paul says, uh, let's take the recipe, the tuna recipe thinking. Keep all the ingredients there. Correctly applied, the parts of Romans, don't substitute them. All the parts will make each of us act in ways that are indispensable, non-exchangeable, contributing our presence your presence alone is good. Your presence, but it's the whole of you. So I'm going to go to pennies and pounds and personalities to letter P. And in case you're playing um, 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 Scrabble, you, you get 45 pound points of use pizzas and 28 points of use puzzle. So just if you win that Scrabble game, just remember. On the days when you have pizzas and on the days when you feel puzzled, your small group can still be an outfitting notion in the kingdom of God. Yeah. That's for what purpose? To demonstrate the power of God. The power of God is not demonstrated by an individual. The power of God is demonstrated by an individual in community. And the community, sure, church history keeps moving the boundaries of where things are, what is church. It is a community that is set on thinking this way, that everything is from God, through God, and to God are all things. To Him be the glory forever. Amen. So what does this have to do with new community? A few things. I went on your website, and I saw how I would sign up for a small group. And what I noticed that the small group sign up is disproportionate font usage. Yeah, look at it. Yeah, new community. I, I can understand. Because remember, you, you, have an, you have another place. I'll go to that. But you see that place over there? I can move, right? In, uh, right? You see this place over there? Like new, you can't even read it. Right above this thing, there's new calm giving. You know what that font tells me? I'm embarrassed to ask for money. The lights, they turn on by themselves and they pay themselves. You see? Seats, they just migrate in here. And, and cleaning, it happens. Come on. Come, whoever is in charge of this thing, make that font big and green. <laughs> no apologies. If you are demonstrating the qualities of the book of Romans, you can ask people to join you. Because you're proclaiming the faithfulness of God, the impartiality of God. You're not a club. You are telling the nations the greatness of God. 
I went to the next uh, site, the new community site. You can't see it really well, but um, it's who we are, what we do, small groups. I'm new, give. That's a little abrupt. Like, I went from who we are, what we do, small groups, I'm new, give. <laughs> so I, I, here on the outside, I would tell you to tone it down a little bit because that's where the initial people are. Deep down, you can make a green font big, get it? And in the giving, you don't want to reduce people to just monetary units. People are much more complex than that. You know, my son, uh, he lives with us, um, Zachary. I would want him, he's 20. I have so many sons. Uh, um, figuratively, um, what, what old is he? 20, it is important to the story? It doesn't matter. 24, 26. Zachary, forgive me. <laughs> um, I, I would want to eat his scrambled eggs, the way he makes scrambled eggs, anytime. Some of you, the way you prepare scrambled eggs is a contribution. You get it? it you're more than your money. You're more than your scrambled eggs. But your scrambled eggs is good. And finally, I, I, I actually watched him. And the, the trick is, um, you begin with a cold pan. You don't heat the pan. Okay, none of I'm talking about food to kind of let you be like, tell me like, amen, and then move it on. But <laughs> scrambled eggs, you guys eat eggs over here? Yeah, okay, yes. So the idea is it, what, you, what you bring to the table, you're giving. So in this notion here, in this section, um, they have three parts, um, facilities, general, fund, and um, what is that? International Refugee Ministry. This is a great place to give more than money. Get it? So this part here, say scrambled eggs, tuna, fish, whatever. Find a way to, to involve people through the give button too, other than money. I know I'm not into web design and design thing. I'm just talking here, philosophically speaking. You want the whole person. It takes the whole person to buy in to going in this direction. And so, um, that was bonus material, but I'm hungry. Here we go. Yesterday was the gospel in the city. I was talking to an older participant who doesn't go to this church at the gospel in the city event afterwards. And I said, what did you think? And he said, uh, this older gentleman said, it was so good. We stood right there. It was so good. And his eyes are starting to tear up. So I'm smiling inside. I'm going, hey, we killed it. We're so good. Sorry, I have to make a confessional out of here, you know. And, and, and um, I'm going, these guys spoke so well, great. And then he said, it was so good. It was so good. Overtaken with emotion, he said, it was so good to, to be surrounded by so many young folks. Your presence, the mix, as an outfitting unit is what displays the power of the gospel to the nations. May your light shine brightly among all the nations. You know why I signed up for all these classes. I wanted more and more of that. <clears throat> Let me wrap up with uh, one or two thoughts. Every time... 
um, I have the privilege of reading the scriptures, listening to someone teach it. One of the things that I try so hard to do, even when I uh, have the opportunity to declare it or speak it, is to ask myself the question, God, why that passage and what did you want me to learn? Like, what are you telling me about who you are? What are you telling me about what you're asking me to do? Who you want me to be? And I don't know what you heard when Dr. Julius was speaking, but I can tell you a few of the things that stood out to me. One of the things that stood out is that in this room exists so much potential Gifting, leadership, passion, resources, all of that exists in this room for what purpose? To be a healthy outfitter, right? To be the kind of community that would welcome people in and say that our mission and our responsibility is to equip, prepare, send, mobilize, resource you to make a massive difference in this city. I mean, that's one of our prayers constantly. That God, may we not be a place that just collects people to sit and to hear information and to listen and to leave and feel a little bit better about who we are as a people, but rather that in our hearing who we've been created to be and in our understanding of God's grace, that we would then take whatever it is that he's propelling us forward with and go out and exercise that on the other six days of the week, right? That everything that happens here should mobilize us to be the kind of people that are equipped to make a difference in the city. And that's our, our passion here. And as Julius says, what it takes is part of what we're looking at in Romans, right? It takes a righteousness. It takes a, a sense of what does it mean to move from strength to weakness, for other people, to move to a place where the power of God is best demonstrated by a community, right? My prayer is that we would exercise those kinds of um, desires in very practical ways and that we would be equipped to send each of us back into our neighborhoods, our schools, our homes, and uh, transform the city. We're going to continue to talk about this next week, uh, talking about our mission, our vision, who we are as a community, what it's going to take for us to continue to do what we heard this morning. But as Julius says, it, it takes everyone contributing, everyone saying, I've got a gift and I can offer it, that I have significance and I can contribute it. Uh, and that's our prayer. Let's pray. Father, I thank you for the event that happened yesterday and uh, just the, what I believe will be the residual effect that that has on us as a community, uh, the impact that it had on my life and individuals that I spoke with that could clearly articulate the desires that are changing in them, the, the hopes they have for the future, uh, the way they want to be used uh, among friends and neighbors and colleagues. But God, I ask that this morning that uh, each of us would leave here compelled by something from this book of Romans, that Paul would write a letter 
with the purpose of saying that uh, he wants and needs the contribution of all of the people to further extend the gospel, that he is asking or begging them uh, together collectively to be a, a community that outfits, equips, and prepares people to go, and that we would make disciples of all nations. God, may that be part of the rallying cry of who we are. Will you extend what's happening here among us throughout Spokane to those places that desperately need your grace, that need your love, that need your acceptance? God, may you use us for new things in the future that we haven't even dreamed of yet, as well as the list of things that we have that we're chasing after that uh, we wonder how we'll ever get to. May you empower all of those. May you clearly lead us in the way you want us to go. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. encourage you this week as you meet in groups, talk about this, talk about ways we can continue to partner together uh, to change the city. You're dismissed. Have a great week.